Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Fish on Hater. And I'm DeFi 250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP podcast that loves dry pasta. DeFi, good morning. Good morning, everybody. For <laughs> anyone who doesn't know, we're recording this at an alternate time. It is actually it's not I we start tried to start around 530. It's now closer to six in the morning for me. Uh so a bit of a role reversal. Normally it's Fish's morning time, but it's more like 10 in the morning for him. When we were yeah, we oh, which is unbearable, Defy. Awful, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> but we are recording now, so let's go ahead and chat about some PvP. How was Go Battle League this week? How was your Fossil Cup runs? Did you do any Ultra League? I played in all Fossil Cup, uh, mainly because I had a couple of teams that worked really well for me. Uh, the first one was, I think, it was like Pelipper something and something as i remember the pelipper lead uh i had lantern in the back what was the middle pokemon i might have been a scavalier and after a while i was just seeing so many lantern leads and i was expecting there to be long periods of time where i do see one particular lead and i was telling myself not to get scared off by that thought because you know it would change again soon enough but eventually I just saw so many lantern leads that I'm like, all right, no, that's enough. I'm changing it. So I went a Scavalier with Quagsire, Shadow Quagsire and Lantern. And that team took me up into the 2900s. So I've done wow. very well this week. Yeah, in Fossil Cup. Unfortunately, yesterday I tend to battle much, much worse on stream than when I'm off stream, probably because I'm just distracted by all the chat going on and like trying to talk through my battles and stuff. So I ended up losing a hundred points on stream yesterday and I expect to lose more when we are done <laughs> tonight and I head off to my stream uh, tonight. And I'm going to jump in here. Hi, this is post-production fish. Once again, coming at you for the second time in like three, four weeks. Now, normally, as I said, last time I visited, Normally when I visit, it is with bad news, um, but that is not the case this time. I actually come bearing good news, very good news. So after I had this call with DeFi, I jumped straight onto my stream for that night. I normally stream Sunday and Monday night Australian time, and uh, this was recorded on the Monday, so uh, just straight from that into this. And I wanted to try Shadow Polyrath in my Fossil Cup battles. Now, I had tried regular Polyrath in my sets the day before, and it had contributed to what ended up being, it contributed quite heavily into what ended up being a 100 point loss for that stream. But 
I gave this one a go, the shadow version, and I put it together with a triple water team, just just like my hero DeFi. Um, I went triple water, except slightly different Pokemon. I went with Shadow Poliwrath in the lead, a Shadow Quagsire as my pivot, and the Lantern in the back. Uh, so very similar to the Escap team. It's just, you know, I switched to the, the counter user in the front. Um, that went so well, <laughs> like really well. I got a 4-1, a 4-1, a 3-2, a 4-1, and a 4-1 to make up like 170-something points or, or something like that. And I, and I hit Legend. <laughs> I made it to Legend on the last set, finishing on a an ELO of 3,008. So this is like my fourth or fifth time hitting Legend. Um, obviously very happy about it. And I also feel like I should talk about the second to last battle of the stream where there is something that happens sometimes from time to time within the uh, live streaming community which is called sniping uh it's normally when we talk about sniping it's a very very bad thing it's when a viewer of the stream will try and who's sitting at a, a similar elo level to the streamer they'll try and queue up at the same time that the streamer is queuing up and try to get themselves matched against the streamer. And normally when they do this, they're also running a team that hard counters whatever the streamer is using. So it's very like antisocial behavior. So this happened, but it was with good intentions this time. So it was Triptando. Triptando is a GoCast podcast community member. We've mentioned him on the stream a few times before, and I'm going to give a bit of a spoiler. He does come up uh, later in the stream under the shout-outs section because he did hit Legend very recently. So congratulations to, tri to, to Triptando. But I'm sitting on a 3-2 in my final set. I need a 4-1. I know I need a 4-1 to make it to Legend, right? I'm sitting at 3... Sorry, not 3-2, 3-0. And then I match up against Triptando, which is absolutely wild. Like, <laughs> that's, it's it's so unlikely to pair with someone deliberately <laughs> but he managed to pair up against me at that exact right moment and he was running a team of katana in the lead celesteela celesteela for those who don't know is an ultra beast steel flying type terrible pokemon and then ludicolo as the third pokemon now Obviously, I don't know his team. I'm, I managed to take out the Kartana with my Poliwrath. Poliwrath actually does win that one uh, against Kartana in the lead. I then obviously have the Lantern against the Celesteela. Absolutely no problem. Then the Ludicolo comes out and I'm like, Triptando! <laughs> like, I'm cursing his name, right? He then... He's, he's just messing with me the whole time, right? Like, he gets my Quagsire to the point where I'm one Razor Leaf away from fainting and losing and then he stops tapping and he allows me to get off a stone edge and then a mud bomb he shields the mud bomb and makes me go <laughs> to a third mud bomb or a third attack which is another mud bomb to finally get the the win so <laughs> it, i i described it at the time as being like the grossest battle i've ever had but i appreciate triptando for handing me that free win to get me over the line to legend and so that's the story um, I wish I was able to share that story with DeFi here. Uh, unfortunately, you'll just have to get this kind of solo version. I will now hand you off to the rest of the podcast and say hi to Fish for me. <laughs> See ya. So I 
have also lost quite a bit while I play on stream. Mm. That happens to me sometimes. I played exclusively Fossil Cup, just like you. I thought about switching to Open Ultra League, but I decided, you know what? My my strategy, my my MO is just learning a team, and then just we play it until the end. We don't switch it unless it's just proven to be completely unviable. Mm-hmm. Maybe later in the meta, but... I'm just I'm gonna ride it out. I've got probably one more one more day today to play it. Um, who's your dad? I came up with this team. He's been talking about it in the beginner to winner BTW Discord. It is a Galissapod lead, and then you have a Pelipper, and then you have a Lantern in the back. So it's triple water actually, and I like it quite a bit. I like I like playing Galissapod. It's different. You don't really see a lot of them. Mm. So I like playing something different. I got all the way up to twenty seven twenty five. Like I was right oh, nice. there. <laughs> and then I've tanked quite a bit ways back down yeah. in the twenty six hundreds. But you know, it's fine. Hopefully I'll hit expert later. I just don't anticipate we're gonna be talking about some other metas. I'm not sure how much I'm gonna be playing. Uh in Japan, I leave tomorrow as of this recording. Ooh. And I'm excited about it yeah uh thursday for me which is your wednesday so we'll be like arriving pretty close to each other like a couple of days away that's pretty cool yeah. osaka is this upcoming weekend like yeah. GoFest is coming up i have no bag space it's going to be <laughs> a di- like a disaster on my bag but we'll make it work but if we have any time at all to play Next, this upcoming week, is Open Ultra League continues, and then Little Jungle Cup. Little Jungle Cup, we've mentioned, is unique where it's a 500 CP cup, but Pokemon don't need to be able to evolve to enter. So you're going to see evolved Pokemon in this little cup, or Pokemon that are just, that don't evolve just in general. I made sure to build a Little Cup counter Poliwrath. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. I haven't looked at the updated rankings. I don't know if Polyrath enters it. Let me or has shaken things up. Mm, yeah, we ahead. are both going. <laughs> we are both going straight to PV poke right now. <laughs> oh, it doesn't look like it. Doesn't oh, look no. like it. Oh, it's not even on the rankings by the look of it. Hang on. Oh, There's, is it not allowed? allowed? Huh. Let's read. Only normal grass, electric, poison, ground, flying, bug, and dark type Pokemon are okay. eligible. Okay. So See, I, th- I was thinking Ducklet, but that's allowed because it, of its flying type, not the water type. It is. So, and then Shuckle and Smeargle are banned. Your PV Poke top 10 remains then. Ducklet, both the Shadow and Regular. Galarian Stunfisk, Shadow and Regular Celix, Shadow and Regular Skaroopy, Cottony. Altaria, Shelmet, Shadow Swinub, Scrafty, and Dubwool. I don't personally know how many new Pokemon I am looking to build for this, but I know I have Ducklet. I know I have Altaria, Cottony, Shelmet. I'll probably, yeah, and Altaria. I will definitely make something work with what I have. How about like a a Steelix, Scrafty, Scraggy line, <laughs> like? A A B B with the lead being something that resists flying type damage, and then the back two Pokemon being oh is Scraggy allowed? Hang on, I think Scraggy's got that dark yeah. typing. Oh, yeah. hold on, that could yeah, be no, true. it is, but it's down at four oh one. I thought Scraggy had counter. No, it's got faint attack and rock smash. Oh, and its charge moves are brick break 
and foul play. Never mind. But <laughs> it you would could be fun. Use, you could use a tiny little Vigoroth. You could use a tiny little Toxicroak, a little Escavalier, a, a baby Heracross. You have lots <laughs> of other uh, options for counter users. It doesn't have to be a Scraggy. Mm-hmm. So you could use double. You could certainly use double counter if you wanted to. Oh, number fourteen here, Defy. Shadow Dragonite. That's really <laughs> I. I don't know how to get a Dragonite that small. Yeah, I don't know if it's possible. Because, like, what level... I, I'm sure it's possible. Do you I'm think? positive it's possible, because it's on the list. It's got to be level 5. Yep, level 4.5, level 5 is what you're looking for. Uh, I don't know if that's possible. Uh, yeah, you, you, you just get a level 1. Like, the levels stay the same. So you just get, like, Dratini and then evolve it. Yeah, but can, like, don't the shadow Pokemon come out at a certain level? No, not necessarily. I don't think necessarily. So I don't interact with the mechanic, Fish. I'm not the right person to ask. So you, you don't even, like, ever do grunts. I, th- I thought you just I do hardly... them and then either transport them or free them, like, purify them. I do. Um, I do that as well, but, like, I don't. Like, I wouldn't know because I don't try to mm. PvP with them. If anyone knows the answer to this, please, don't be a stranger. <laughs> Let us know. That's true. You might not be able to get a shadow that low. I'm trying to yeah. think. Any ones I haven't purified. They're all pretty. Level 8? I have a level 8 shadow. Stands to reason you could get a level mm, mm. five if level eight is yeah. exists. Yeah, that's true. Level Sh- eight shadow what though? Shadow Um Shadow Dratini. Carvana. Or? Shadow Carvana. Ooh. I have a Carvana still. Yeah, level I wonder if they you can't get them below level eight. Because I'm noticing another one I have that's really small, like an Articuno. Yeah. And that's at um, level eight. Look tiny Articuno. What's that CP? For Articuno? Yeah. 660. I mean, I just looked up Articuno on the rankings and that, that didn't show up, even though it is eligible through its flying typing. So, And you can't trade it. You can't yeah. trade it down because no, it's a shadow. Can't. Yeah. Maybe if you have an account that's low enough? Yeah. Yeah. But then you could say the same thing about the Articuno, I guess. Yeah. Same thing. Like, maybe, like, you can get smaller shadows if you have an account that's very small. Yeah, and good luck beating Giovanni if you've got yeah. an account that small. All right. Well, that's that was a good thought experiment. Yeah. <laughs> to, to move along, though, yeah, Ducklet, I'm definitely using. Cottony, I'm sure. Altaria, Shelmet. I'm not sure if I have a Swinub that little. I love Swinub, though. It's very Swinub cute. is good. It's cute and good, which is... The best combination, honestly. Best combination. I do have swineubs that small, so I do have plenty of swineubs under five hundred. So, yeah, should be eligible. Should be good to go. Then we can take a look further down the calendar. We have all open leagues from August tenth to the seventeenth. That is going to be during the Pokemon Go World's Championship event from Friday, August 11th to 15th. We don't have the information on that quite, quite yet, but I'm going to guess based on last year, there's going to be PvP-relevant Pokemon spawning in the wild. There'll probably be some 
uh, something special going on in Go Battle League. We will have to see. But if you're playing and you're looking for the Open Great League, the current, the most current Open Great League rankings at the top of the list, XL Carbink, followed by Registeel, Galarian Stunfisk, Shadow and Regular Swampert, Pelipper, Shadow Polyrath, uh, definitely going to see some use in Open Great League, XL Metacham, Scrafty, XL Lickitung, and XL Sableye. Yeah, so the recommended moveset for Shadow Polyrath in Open Great League is Counter, Power Up Punch, and Ice Punch. And I don't think Ice Punch really does that much to, to many Pokemon, so I think it's mainly just the, uh, the combination of that Counter and Power Up Punch, which really, really adds up over time. Like, it's... I think... I'm going to quickly look up what other Pokemon have Power Up Punch, because it might be like one of the highest attack Pokemon that has that move. It's higher than Metacham. It is a higher attack Pokemon than Scrafty. Just. Uh, oh, the, you've got Buzzwall. is definitely a higher attack than Poliwrath. Poliwrath and Lucario. Oh, and you've got Hitmonchan. Hulucha has Power Up Punch. Okay, so there are there are a few Pokemon that have more attack than Poliwrath, but Poliwrath is a pretty nice balance of attack and bulk. It's got an overall stat product of 1925, which puts it around that the 1900s, they usually relate that to Vigoroth. So it's a little bulkier than Vigoroth. And with that fantastic combination, it's, it's looking like a good, good Pokemon. And then the Ice Punch obviously will give it the coverage against the grass types, especially the glassier grass types like a Venusaur, for example, like a power-up punch and then an ice punch, it would genuinely be able to threaten a Venusaur. I'm interested to see the matchup against Noctowl as well because uh, we've seen that play out with Metacham a bunch with that ice punch damage. Maybe counters a power-up punch and an ice punch would be enough to KO the Noctowl. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, you'll have to we'll have to experiment. So if you're gonna use your brand new polyrath that you got from Community Day, please be sure to let us know. So after this is all wrapped up, we have from August 17th to 24th, Open Master League is back, as well as the Ultra League Fantasy Cup. The Fantasy Cup is a 2500 CP cap cup where only Dragon, Steel, and Fairy type Pokemon are allowed with Galarian Stunfisk and Cobalion banned. I've been on record as saying that Fossil Cup is the worst meta that has ever been created by Niantic. And I have a sneaky feeling that it, that we are going to have a new champion enter the ring. Oh, no. Because <laughs> Dragon, Steel, and Fairy. So Steel crushes dragons and fairies. Fairies crush dragon so already like fossil cup you've got one type that is just completely pushed out of the meta because it just has so little play against the other two types uh, but then you've got this third type that is so so good against that that middle type in the fairy um like i don't and and uh with fossil cup i imagine there was a lot more into play there was less kind of hard wall rock paper scissors matchups than what there would be with fantasy cup like i don't know how many fairy types off the top of my head there are in the ultra league meta that can over overcome any steel matchup um there we go that's one can you think of any more no 
But Tapu Fini. <laughs> Tapu Fini does very well against Cobalion. It doesn't do that well against Registeel, but it can win. Uh, but it's a closer one. Yeah, I am also anticipating Tapu Fini really being one of the only viable fairies and then a lot of steel types. Mm-hmm. I think Ultra League, Alolan Sandslash, the Shadow and Regular are going to be really, really powerful here. Mm-hmm. Excadrill as well being a steel type that can win against other steel types because of how fast it can get to its charge moves. And of course, of course, Registeel. Steelix could also be powerful in this as well. Uh, it has a variety of different charge moves. I could see abandoning Psychic Fangs and going back to like a Crunch, Earthquake type of move set. Yeah, for sure, I agree with that. Especially since you know, uh, Earthquake is the preferred, much preferred move against Steels and Fairies, and like the combination of the Steel typing and the Dragon Tail gets the job done fine against all the dragons. So yeah, definitely, I agree with that. But yeah, we will have to see when the PV Poke rankings come out. We'll have to see how close we got uh, <laughs> in our predictions. But I think we're pretty, I feel pretty confident that it's going to be a steel type meta in the Ultra League. Maybe I'll build an Alolan Sandslash for Ultra League. Oh, all right. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I think that's going to do just exceptionally well with its new access to Drill Run. So that's GBL. Let's move on to, is this like literally the last self check-in? Or maybe we have one more quick one after this, but we're, we're getting to the end. It's the self check-in, and we had the Solo Sylph World Championship. We have mentioned this guy's name on the show multiple times in the past. His name is Wadaj. He is a young man from the US, and I believe he is so young that last season of Play Pokemon he was playing in the senior section, which is below 18. Is, am yep, I still, getting that right? He is still currently 17. Still currently under the age of 18. And he is just on a tear at the moment. He is winning all these play Pokemon tournaments. He has now won the Solo Sylph World Championship. He is the, <laughs> T5 written in the notes, the forever champion. Because there are no more. Silph World Championships. Well, Dodge will go down in history as the last ever Silph World Champion, and there will be no one to replace him. And he was on fire. Silph Worlds was uh, two days ago as of this recording. Silph Arena Worlds happened a couple days ago as of this recording, and each of the players had these really, really cool player cards. They looked kind of like trading cards. So you can see with Dodge out of Raleigh, North Carolina, USA, you can see his faction team, the Pogoats, which com- is comprised of a lot of other younger trainers. He was global rank eight, national rank three, and he you can kind of see his medals and things like that coming into this ornament so he i think he was yeah because he qualified being number three nationally in north america taking a look at the bracket i can also tell you what his team was comprised of he ran a regular venusaur noctowl shadow alola ninetales galarian sunfisk lickitung and tapu Fini. And his tournament run was truly, truly impressive. He lost in the first round, losing to Nyankake out of APAC. 
And then he goes on to just absolutely decimate the loser's bracket. He defeats, you ready for this, Fish? Yeah, light on me. He's got a resume. He defeats the previous champion in Vroom Vroom Pow, Jerson Sanks, Magic Mason, Jay's Fan 55, Dilap Churn, PVP David, and then goes on to back-to-back sweep Ash Prashelto, oh, three to zero in the grand finals by achieving a bracket reset. Just absolute decimation. <laughs> we actually had some jokes on streams. I was casting with Speediest Chief, and he mentions like, well, Josh saying, I'm the one who knocks, making a Breaking Bad reference. <laughs> yep. And then he mentions the the meme where you have the Grim Reaper knocking on these doors and you see kind of just this bloody trail on each door. <laughs> and uh, community members, uh, as the Pokeball turns, and also PvP Steve made memes just showing each door with each person that he defeated, and then the final door being Ash Prashalto that he's knocking on. It was brutal. It was absolutely just crazy. He didn't... I wouldn't say that he relied on one singular Pokemon to win the entire tournament a lot of Lickitung use Tapu Fini was common in his lines he didn't use the Shadow Alolan Ninetales very much Uh, that stayed on the bench more often than not but he did mention in his winner's interview the Shadow Alolan Sand Slashes that came up were certainly the most scary Pokemon that he faced however once he beat the first one uh, using Lickitung kind of as his main counter to Shadow Alolan Sandslash in his line, he knew he'd be able to beat all the others that he would come to face. So, yeah, I think it was Vroom Vroom Pow. Like, once once he beat Vroom Vroom Pow with his Shadow Alolan Sandslash, he wasn't worried about Dilaps anymore. And then when he played PvP David and then Ash Prashelto, they ran the same team. Exactly. So his last two opponents ran the same team. So it was kind of like, well, he just beat PVP David and his team and did really, really well. So just he just kind of had to repeat the formula in the grand finals and did it to an, an immense success. Just sweet. And Ash Prashelt was an incredible battler, the global rank three out of Italy. Mm. So to 3-0 him twice in a row is incredible. Yeah, so it sounds like um, I think I'm figuring it out. Wadaj is like he's he's an AI cyborg, and <laughs> all you need to do is show him a win condition once, and then he just like commits that to his memory banks, <laughs> and then just forevermore he has that stored there, ready to draw up on uh, whenever he faces that situation again. That and that's that's actually something I I. I focus in on that because I think that's something I've noticed in myself is that I don't do that. <laughs> I, um, uh, I, it takes me uh, quite a few times of being like, someone can tell me this Pokemon will beat this Pokemon in the one shields if it baits. And that will, and I'll kind of nod. <laughs> and then uh, an hour later, <laughs> I will have completely forgotten that. It sounds like that is a very, very handy skill that Wadaj has where he can just play through a matchup once and then he knows from that point on this is how the matchup canon should be played. And with that, 
That's the Sylph World Championships. It was a great tournament. It was really fun to watch Wadaja's tear through the lower side of the bracket. And it was an honor to be a part of the very last stream. It was very bittersweet on stream. We were talking about like different Pokemon we'd had powered up over mm-hmm. the years. We talked about like <laughs> Venomoth and Dustox and Bibarel, just like random things that we wouldn't have built otherwise. And we talked a lot about the community and the friendships and just being very sad that that's ending, but knowing that our community, the PVP community and our grassroots scene will carry on in the friendships that we've made and the communities that we've built. But that is not all. We do have the faction side of the world championships that is just, just about to wrap up. We have the, well, I mean, it has kind of wrapped up the world championship proper we are down to the final two teams. They are the Elite TMs versus the Metal Raptors. We have been told that they have battled, but as of this recording, those battles have not been made public or streamed in any capacity. So we are waiting to see what the result is for that. In the King of the Hill format, which was like the the kind of extracurricular championship that anyone could play in and like it pitted teams against each other from all across the globe, we have been following the story of Caleb Peng and his Cool Cats team, who was a guest on Caleb being a guest on this show a couple of weeks ago. Finally, took a loss. Finally, went down to eat pasta shooter, eat dry pasta, twelve to nine. So really close battle. Exactly, and yeah, as you mentioned, fish. The only thing we have left in the Silph Arena is tomorrow on this as of this recording is the factions live stream elite tm versus metal raptors and that's it i have the live stream link i think that's going to be on pvp steve's youtube channel is where you're going to be able to find that it's going to be casted by elodie colo trainer rem and then pvp steve himself are going to cast those matches so it'll have happened by the time you hear this so be sure to check it out on youtube after the live recording and then that's it that's it we're done that's it it's very strange we're not gonna have a self check-in anymore yeah drones is gonna lock up the building the self building and walk away as the the wind blows <laughs> he kind of kind of you hear um, that sad song in the yeah. background <laughs> walks into a bar and says play it once again sam <laughs> for all time's sake or something <laughs> however that goes <laughs> Um, but yeah, look, let's move on to happier things, huh? Let's, uh, it's our play Pokemon section. We're kind of moving forward to the future. Uh, it's happening so soon. The play Pokemon world championships, 11th to the 13th. And look, I'm feeling okay. Um, I have had, uh, for, well, for a start, I think I'm very close to actually settling on a team. It looks fairly similar to my first draft there's uh, i know there is at least two pokemon the same maybe three which i I think (laughs) three is definitely enough to to say it looks similar um and i've practiced against a lot of very very high level battlers and held my own like i've beaten a, a lot of good good players so i feel like when i'm on my game i can beat anyone um, now, now that is even a... Wadaj because Wadaj is. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I meant any humans. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, 
PvP playing cyborgs are above that. Yeah, I do need to specify that. Um, so I can beat any human on when I'm on my game. Um, cyborgs are a bit iffy, but yeah, I'm I'm feeling okay. All right, I am excited to watch you in person as well as everybody else who will be competing. That is going to be in Yokohama, Japan, August 11th to the 13th. We do have, a, just as a reminder, we know who our casters are. We have Caleb Pang, Gabby Snyder, Two Butters, Will Dunphy, Speediest Chief, as well as Jim Lawson or Wholesome Underscore as the host. So looking forward to seeing all of them in Japan as well. But with that, I think we can move on to our mailbag right away, Fish. Yeah, let's do that. We've got a nice full mailbag today, so keen to get into it. The first one is from Night Flash, who says, Hi, Fish and DeFi. Uh, almost got it. Almost got the spelling right. Just missed missed out on a H there. But got the, all the capitalization right with the with the two fifty at the end. Night flash here. I am a Dutch player, and I need your help. I was an active and daily player when I started playing. I could PvP well, and I didn't even have any meta Pokemon. I was a level thirty seven player when it happened. I needed to go to secondary school. Since I went to secondary school, I almost stopped playing and slowly crawled to level 40. Now it's summer vacation and I'm going to play for at least an hour every day. Now that I'm playing more, I also want to go back to PvP. I have a few Pokemon that I can use but don't have any full teams yet. The Pokemon I have are Beware, Wigglytuff, and Obstagoon for Great League, Melmetal and Obstagoon for Ultra League, and Kyogre, Gyarados, Togekiss, Mamoswine, Kyrim, and Palkia all 100% for Master League. Hashtag Hundo Gang. Because I already have made these Pokemon, I also want to use them. Can you give me a few teams I could make with the Pokemon I already have? You can use all Pokemon, but it would be nice if it was meta. Thanks, Night Slash. Well, Night Slash, it looks like you have a lot of really good tools in your toolbox. The Pokemon that you named, a lot of them are very common in the Open Great League. Beware makes a really good pick for limited metas. Uh, Melmetal and Obstagoon, I would say Obstagoon is fantastic for Ultra League. Melmetal may be more of a niche pick, but it's also very, very good. Mm. And then, yeah, your Master League line, great. Fantastic. Yeah, you've got Master League covered. (laughs) Yeah, you are good to go. And just, you know, happy to see you back at uh, playing again. And hopefully we'll be able to help you out with some teams. So for Great League, I was looking at, in particular, the Obstagoon. Of the Pokemon you named, Obstagoon is definitely the most meta of the three. So I looked at that and thought, so what what are the biggest problems it has to face? The answer to that, well fairies it doesn't have really anything uh to hit back against fairies with and uh opposing fighters because it's taking double super effective damage from the fighting damage so i thought maybe a toxapex would be a pretty good pair to go with the obstagoon because it it destroys the fairies and it does pretty darn well against the fighters. And I thought maybe Swamp It as a third Pokemon because it's a nice pivot. And you're also covering the poisons that might give an Obstagoon Toxapex core a bit of a hard time. So say like a Nidoqueen or an opposing Toxapex, for example. Like a Swamp It does pretty well against something like that. 
In Ultra League, I've got the Mill Metal and Obstagoon here. They're both weak to fighting damage. So you want something in the lead that will resist fighting damage so that you can, for example, if you lose the lead, you can switch into one of the two Pokemon that are weak to fighting, draw out their fighting Pokemon, and then kind of take it down with your lead Pokemon again. So I've picked Giratina Altered Form, which I thought might be the best. Now, you've got to probably have Dragon Breath on the Giratina, because if you've got Shadow Claw on it, then you will get absolutely murdered by an Obstagoon, which can beat all three of these Pokemon pretty handily. The Dragon Breath Altered Form Giratina, which is the one with the legs, by the way, um, actually does pretty well uh, with Dragon Claw as well as one of your charge moves. And then for Master League, I think Kyogre and Togekiss make a pretty solid core together because Togekiss can basically beat anything except the, the Steels and Kyogre is a fantastic anti-steel Pokemon. So those two go really, really well together. And then I threw in Gyarados as a good pivot or a safe switch because I think that's its best role is as a pivot to try and win back lead if you lose it. Yeah, Gyarados is a great swap in the Master League. There aren't a ton of electric types out there in the yeah, master league if you, take if a you look. do find it if you do find an electric type yeah i mean you're in trouble because all three of these pokemon are weak to electric <laughs> but yeah you're right there aren't too many out there i'm just even looking um wild charges i see is the one that comes to mind yeah and then ursa luna uh, but yep. has thunder punch but it pretty much only runs ice punch now gyarados does beat Ursaluna, but it's really just barely. Ursaluna is just so bulky and with tackle and even just with ice punch with for neutral damage. So that's that's another Pokemon to keep an eye on, I would say. I, I really like Ursaluna and it does quite well in both Open Master League and Master League Premier. So hopefully that helps. Um, keen to see what you can do with the Pokemon you have and like whether you do end up building those extra Pokemon to complete your line and how they go for you. So we also have this next email from Ryan Martin, who talks about uh, accuracy in Go Battle League. He says, hello, GoCast. I have had a fun vacation in Houston this week and listened to your most recent episode. I also got to thinking about problems or things that haven't been included in Pokemon Go. Multiple came to mind, but one could be possible. What if they had accuracy in Go Battle League? Let's say you run out of shields, the move could miss and it wouldn't be game over. Also caught a shiny Rhyhorn and evolved it to my first Rhyperior. Goodbye, GoCast. Congratulations on the Rhyperior. It's really fun to check Pokemon like off your Pokedex. I have a friend who started the game pretty recently, and I convinced them to get the all-in-one 151 research, the one that gets you the shiny yep. new. So they're trying to work on their Kanto Pokedex and fill in any Pokemon that they haven't evolved yet. So trying to help them by like trading them like a graveler that they could evolve into a golem or like helping them do raids so they can get some of these Pokemon to cut to it's like a little to-do list. I'm a to-do list person. Like, <laughs> I'm an accomplishment person. I like getting those achievements. So that's, it's always fun to get something new, like something new and shiny. So congratulations on that. And yeah, we talked about accuracy a couple weeks ago. I don't think it would be that difficult to implement in the go battle league. I think it would be one of the less, game breaking mm. things that they could add something that maybe the game and the code the way it's written could support 
Another thing we've talked about in the past that could work is held items wouldn't be t- would be difficult, I think, but could work if it's kind of like you Pokemon Unite and you just have a handful of different held items. You don't have all the different ones in the game where like I think abilities would be really tricky mm-hmm. because they would want to keep it to how it is in the main series. So you don't want to give an ability to a Pokemon that doesn't already have it Mm -hmm. so that would be i think really really difficult to implement but i think accuracy and held items could definitely work maybe something that like you actually give magnezone a held item and then you can't hit it with ground type moves anymore yeah and i've always uh, like i I keep on trying to to pump it up and so far i'm the only person who thinks this (laughs) status status effects I, I do think can work in game like like including paralysis or burn or freeze or sleep i think i think it can be done it would uh the way i picture it in my head like paralysis and sleep and freeze would definitely uh feel like just general lag um but with prettier visuals <laughs> <laughs> But it'll look nice. <laughs> it'll look nice, and that's the main thing. Uh, so thank you, Ryan, for writing in. We have one more email, and that is from Mythic, who wants to follow us up on an interaction from a few weeks ago. All right, and Mythic writes, Hey, friends, it's Mythic again. I wrote in last week or two weeks ago, depending on which episode it makes it to, asking for advice on getting eligible Pokemon, and you guys gave me the literal best advice. I've worked on my team, and I'm doing significantly better than I was before. My current team consists of Buzzwool in the front, Quagsire on the swap, and my shiny Obstagoon named the Joker. I originally had Deoxys Defense in the back, but a singular Trevenant Mm. crushed my whole team. So I went to PV Poke and looked for a counter I had or something I could get. I must be lucky because one of my favorite Pokemon I had in storage was a good counter to Trevenant. I'm so glad I wrote in to ask because now I've started worrying about the Pokemon and not the IVs. I'm doing so much better. Although, unfortunately, all the Mudkip I caught in the past week have been too high PP for Great League. Anyway, thanks for the help, guys. Mythic. Mythic, I am so glad you're doing better. Uh, You can work on IVs later. Like, IVs, I don't want to completely discount them because if you continue to build up your skills, you might want to get Pokemon with better IVs. But get the basics down. Have Mm. fun. Play the game with the tools you have. And then let's say you catch a Quagsire, you catch a Wooper that has, like, amazing PvP IVs. Just save it. And when you have dust and time, you can switch it out for the Quagsire you're currently using. Uh, would definitely be my advice mm. for that. Yeah, it's totally. way better to get practice with the Pokemon, with the moves. All of those are going to be more important than IVs. I think we've talked about like a Victory Bell is going to beat a Swampert, regardless of its IVs. <laughs> <laughs> like a. This year, the Skarmory is going to beat the Galissapod that I've been running in Fossil Cup. Like, it's going to beat me. Yeah. Most of the, yeah. pretty much, every, like, doesn't really, the IVs don't really matter in that situation. So getting down, like, your typing, getting used to the Pokemon, which moves are super effective against what, do that. IVs can come later, but build, build what you have. Build what you have. I, I will stand on that soapbox. Like, it's, <laughs> better, it's better to have fun and use Pokemon that you have and build just build the better iv stuff later 
Yeah. You know what the first thought I had was as I was reading through this? He goes, you guys gave me the literal best advice. And I was like, wait, we what? (laughs) 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 Wait. (laughs) Are you sure you're talking about us? Yeah. Yeah, right. (laughs) You weren't weren't, like riding into the battle cats or something. (laughs) Um, Because, yeah, it's it's often something I I wonder. Um, I'm really glad to get that feedback from you that um that the conversation that we've had around your situation has been able to help so much i'm really really glad to hear back from you about that all right let us know of your continued successes and which pokemon that you are building and enjoying using in the go battle league and with that fish i think this is gonna run not our shortest episode but it's gonna run (laughs) certainly shorter than usual but Let's go ahead and get into our shameless plugs, starting off with some of our shout outs. Yeah, so some achievements and milestones from players in the Pallet Town PvP Discord server and the GoCast podcast Discord server. In Pallet Town, we have Southern Valor, who caught their first ever legendary Pokemon, a Shadow Regirock. We've got Field Super, who hit 9,000 Great League wins. Green T16 finished the season-long research, getting the, the 500 wins in Go Battle League. And Immy Tiger Flash and Blair Stoys hit Veteran, and Lily Bear hit Ace. Well done to all those people. In the GoCast server, Triptando and Matsuflex hit Legend. Both of them hit Legend. And Matsuflex, I believe they said, got like a 24-win streak to get there. So that was, that was craziness. Well done to those two trainers. Yeah, it'll be for me over by the time you hear this but i'm gonna go live for my last stream before i leave for japan which is crazy yeah the day the day has come i have like gotten to the point where i'm going to japan tomorrow which is kind of wild and i'm very excited please please go to the link more defi 250 in my link tree and follow me on my socials i would love to share photos i would love to share little videos of my journey i'm going to be doing that on twitter is where i'm most active but i'm definitely going to be using my instagram stories my discord server uh all free so yeah be sure to go check it out i'm excited to share that with everybody yeah, um, I'm, I'm obviously uh, we've said it before. We've, we're really excited to meet you over in Japan. And uh, as as for you know today, I might just raid into you because I've got a stream <laughs> happening as soon as we uh, jump off of this call. So uh, we can I can send over my viewers to you. If you're still streaming, I I think I exaggerated a couple hours. Uh, okay. I'm gonna do it. It's morning right now. I'm gonna stream after lunch. Uh, bummer. Bummer. <laughs> but I hope you have a good time on your stream. And yeah, the next time you and I talk, it'll be in person. Yeah, that's what like a year and a half of this. Two, no, two and a half years. Two, yeah, this is we're wrapping up year three. Yeah, wow. It'll be, it'll <laughs> three be year years three. Of this. Yeah, it'll be year three of the PvP corner in October. Uh, bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. So to close out we love hearing your feedback if you have any suggestions or questions for myself or DeFi, you can direct that to pvp corner at gocastpodcast.com you can also send us a voicemail or physical mail to the gocast po box take a look at the show description for the phone number and the po box address in the show description you can also click on more fish or more DeFi to take you to our other projects and ways to contact us and may the leads 
be in your favor.